Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Isn't it incredible that this Batman movie... Go on. ...opens with a couple of cod pieces and a couple of jiggly butts <laughs> just wriggling their way... Into a pair of rubber pants. It does. I mean, it doesn't start that way. It starts with the Warner Brothers logo just morphing right into the Batman <laughs> you're logo. Right, you're and I'm right. like, are you kidding me? <laughs> this ain't my granddaddy's Batman movie. Except it is in a lot of ways because this is if Batman from the '60s mm. was, you know, in the '90s. I yeah, guess. Mm. Yeah. But worse, it's not good, is it? No. And like everything has gone too far. Like when I saw that car. Because we talked last week about Batman Forever and how, like, okay, this car is, like, it's kind of a good update from the previous mm-hmm. one. Just nonsense. Absolutely <laughs> fucking nonsense movie. And the first line of this movie is, I want a car, chicks dig the car. Which is what Val Kilmer Batman said in the previous one. That's right. Mm. It's a fun reference, right? I guess maybe it is a fun reference and then Superman works alone and whatever. And then Batman slides down a dinosaur like he's Fred Flintstone. Uh-huh. Please leave a like, by the way. Watching this by myself, Mason, (laughs) I thought to myself... As if you'd be watching it with anyone else. (laughs) I know, I know. (laughs) I I I had a Batman and Robin watching party and all my friends came around. Lies. Yeah, you're right. I thought to myself, surely comic book movies in 1997, like that year specifically, were better. What year did Blade come out? And that was actually 1998. So that year we got Spawn and Steel. (laughs) So I guess it's... It's better than Steel, I guess, but it's probably not as good as Spawn. I think it's... Ooh, wow. Tough call. Yeah. I, uh, you know what? I kind of settled into it. I think it, I think it's better than Spawn, but I mean, it would de- for me, it would depend on the day. This is the first time I've seen this movie, by the way. Really? I, I gave up. I saw this at the cinema. This is the first Batman cinematic experience well, I had. Well, Batman Forever was the, the, the movie where I gave up watching these at the cinema, so Batman and Robin was the first one where I'm like, I'll wait for... VHS, but then it never happened. I'll so. wait, I'll wait 27 years or whatever yeah. it is. Mm. <laughs> and look, my number one takeaway, uh, Clooney's not a very good Batman. God, he's not, is he? No. He's really not. He's not a good... I Look, I understand why you think he might be, because he's very handsome and charming. I think and, he could be in a better movie. Yeah, he's yeah. very very handsome and charming. You're like, you're like, I'm sure the studio were like, we'll just slot him in there, but Bruce Wayne's a handsome millionaire. It'll work perfectly. First of all, that haircut doesn't work on Clooney. It doesn't work on O'Donnell as Batman or Robin. I agree. It, it looks like there was a, like an outbreak of lice in the Batcave, <laughs> and Alfred had to come in and just shave their head, heads a couple of weeks ago. Give Clooney like Batman, like Bruce Wayne hair. He's got to have he can millionaire do it. hair. He can clearly do He's it. He's got to have old money millionaire hair, you know? One of my notes 
about this movie is everybody in this has never been worse. Mm. And I think some of those are intentional. Yes. Uma Thurman mm-hmm. is doing, you know, some variation on the three cat women from the 60s. Absolutely, yes. Like it's it's your Julie Newmar or your Eartha Kitt or the other one. Lee Merriweather. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Mm. It's just that. Yeah. But just tragic. I, I mean, and I know it's bad and people hate this movie for various reasons. And it's and look, it's we know it's also supposed to be camp. Exactly. But it doesn't work in this one. I think it worked better. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think it worked better in the previous of one. Of course it did. Yeah. By tenfold. And I know like there's minor things that people have been upset about, you know, like the bat nipples. But honestly, like who cares? That's such a minor thing. But some of the designs in this, like I mentioned, like the Batmobile and the sets and that, my God, like that Mr. Freeze suit, what mm. the fuck were they thinking with that? Too much going just on. Just the, just do the Art Deco thing that was popular at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, just weird kind of bulbous, like <laughs> transparent, like blue chest pieces and mm. the whole thing is powered by diamonds and he's got weird glowing teeth. Just a nightmare. Was that some sort of... Uh, Batman yeah. goes to a party with Robin. Mm-hmm. He just goes to a party. Well, he would have in the TV series, but... That's true. There's some... Uh, there. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's some very Batman TV series stuff in this, which... which in, look, and again, like I said, I settled into it. I'm like, okay, if this is what I have to watch for two hours, <laughs> I guess that's fine. I'd rather be watching... But the, the question is, what, what was Schumacher aiming for with this movie? Whatever the studio said. Yeah. Put a bunch of toys in it. Here's yeah, what he said. There's of- some very Hot Wheels looking... Uh, car chases in this. Boy, is there! Like it, it. If you said, okay, how they did this is they got they just got the actual toys yeah. and just ran them down a, 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 a Gotham City whatever. statue or a landmark or something, and then w- with somebody's actual fingers and they just blue screened the fingers <laughs> out. I'd be like, yeah, I, that's probably possible. Yeah. Sure. It, do, it it feels like like it goes you know bigger with moments like that in the action sequences, or it gets just really claustrophobic on very cluttered, like rubbery, bouncy sets. And and uninteresting fight sequences. Yeah, as well, really. Yeah. Really dire stuff. So I've got a few things here from what Joel Schumacher has said about this movie. And okay. I want to talk about one of the more famous ones towards the end. But he said, I didn't do a good job. George Clooney did. Chris O'Donnell did. Uma Thurman is brilliant in it. Arnold Schwarzenegger was Arnold Schwarzenegger. And that is certainly true. Like he's obviously he's limited as a performer, especially at this point in his career. Uh-huh. I think he has gotten better, but you really need like a James Cameron or you put him in like a commander or like a Conan, mm-hmm. the good Conan, you know, to to make use of him. Like here as this, it's just not just no thank you. And also, let me let me tell you this. I was I I based on the memes going into this movie, I'm like, oh Mr. Freeze is all cold puns. He's all, he's all cold puns about a third of the time. <laughs> either commit it committed all the way in or, or don't at all, you know what I mean? Sometimes it's just like, freeze, that's my name, remember my name, that'll be your doom. It's not cold-based. No, it's really know? not. Also, he doesn't know a lot about ice. Because <laughs> there's a couple of things he said. Well, there's a lot of things. Apparently he does 27 cold-related puns. But are they puns, really? Here's a couple of my favourites. At one point he says, cool party, as he leaves. And I'm like... That's like how um, Snoop Dogg invented the word "izzle," so he could just rhyme anything. <laughs> yeah, right. You could use that. It's very, it's very fortunate that "cool" is a synonym for you know, absolutely exciting and, and fun and what have you, because he could just do it. He could be like "cool bank" because yeah. he's leaving a bank robbery. Yeah, cool dog pissing that got frozen by a big freeze ray. <laughs> That's cool. So here's a couple of my favorites that don't make sense. In this universe, there's only one absolute. Everything freezes. 
That's not true. Vodka, for, for example. Yeah. Which is what I was drinking <laughs> while I was getting through this. And this one, what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. Again, no, it didn't. That's not true. It was probably Adam Driver and a big meteor. That's right. Just nonsense. And then, of course, we've got Bane uh, showing up. Mm. My favourite thing about Bane is, first of all, that he... Like, he sort of looks like the comic book character, but he has none of the nuance or intelligence or fighting skills or any of that. But just his little disguise as a chauffeur, where he's wearing a <laughs> trench coat and a hat, yep. like just driving Uber Thurman around in the fun. car. That That's is a good. Bit of fun. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Mm. But yeah, that was definitely like, like putting in these three characters, I feel like, especially Bane and Mr. Freeze off the back of the animated series, that was really like what's popular, what works, what has the animated series done that people really gravitated towards because this version of Mr. Freeze it takes the narrative from the animated series yeah it's the, mm-hmm. it's the same concept it's yeah, just yeah. done much worse. much worse we see the footage of, of Victor Freeze uh, being being uh, shocked by some sort of uh, scientific equipment and being hurled into a into a big vat of cryonic chemicals Man, everybody gets thrown into a thing of chemicals in maybe this. uh maybe put a safety rail in yeah that's an OHS issue that's a find let me tell you that much <laughs> You kidding me? He's just like, oh, how'd this happen? At one point, Robin falls into a big vat of what I think is ice cream. What is and that? If, well, if it wasn't somebody's fetish before this, it is now. <laughs> I can't get off unless I see a Robin being thrown into some ice cream. Let's talk about Robin Mason. Okay. First of all, there's this contentious kind of relationship between Batman and Robin in this, and you feel like it's going to go towards the Nightwing situation. Which is to say that this version of Robin quits being Robin and yeah. he takes on his own identity, which uh, costume-wise looks almost identical to this version, except he doesn't have a cape. Yeah, exactly. And there's a couple of reasons why that's happening. One, he's in love with Poison Ivy, mm. and he just can't see past that fact for even a second. And the other is that Batman doesn't trust him. And there's a moment where they get back from their first mission where Robin made a big mistake by getting frozen and Batman's like, Jesus, this guy, really? And he's like, you need to do more training in the simulator. Also, what does that look like? I'd love to know. (laughs) We don't know at this point, obviously. But also, in that very same mission, Batman got himself frozen to the inside of a rocket Mm. and Robin had to save him. So really, maybe you should get in the simulator. That's right. He's bad at being Batman. Terrible. Also, what we learn uh, in the opening sequence of this movie is that if Mr. Freeze... Uh, blast you with his freeze gun. You have 11 minutes to be unfrozen, otherwise you'll die. You don't just die of no oxygen. That's right. (laughs) But we learn that 14 minutes into the movie, which means that all the people Mr. Freeze froze right at the start of the movie, they're all dead now. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Do you don't think Batman went back with his laser that he carries? Not enough time. And his ice skates? Oh, there wouldn't have been enough time. You're absolutely right. I also feel like this Batman, you know, he clearly doesn't trust Robin for a number of reasons, and it's noticeable in even the Batmobile because for the first time in this series... Single-seat Batmobile. Single-seat Batmobile. Uh-huh. Unbelievable. That was probably for action figure purposes, though, I'm sure. <laughs> sure. It was just cheaper to, to build a single-seat toy. Yeah, so. and then you have to buy two also. You have to get the, the motorbike and That's this. That's exactly you know? right, yeah. yeah. It's really bizarre that this whole thing is leading towards Nightwing, and then at the end they just go, no... But also I feel like, not that I, we should be discussing character development in these movies really, but I feel like the the, the the idea that Batman works alone but then he encounters this new guy and takes him under his wing and then they become, you know, they learn to work together. I feel that was resolved at the end of the last one, right? Well, that's true, I yeah. I think they were just like, we, what kind of arc are we going to have? But like that's what Batgirl should be there for. Yep. You know? Oh, there we go, Mason. Okay. I find the introduction of that character so funny because Dick Grayson opens the door and the way it's shot, 
it looks like he's four feet tall. Uh-huh. <laughs> Looking up at Alicia Silverstone. Like, wow. Wow, a goil. <laughs> but also, and I also thought it was going to be like some sort of pervy thing, but then it just wasn't. No, they do some motorcycle missions or whatever. What she I does do- the same thing that he did in the previous, previous movie. One, yes, yeah. exactly right. There's also... What they've decided to do in this, the, the makeup department, whenever she has been doing some motorcycle stunts or, or a motorcycle-based adventures, yeah. uh, she returns and she's got, like, what is meant to be, I think, sort of, like, sexy grease marks on her face. Yeah. Looks like a looks like a bloody uh, chimney sweep. <laughs> she does look like... <laughs> odd, odd spots to put them is all I'm saying. And, of course, you know, this version is not related to a completely incompetent Commissioner Gordon... What does he even do in these movies, honestly? I have a note here. It says it took four movies, but Pat Hingle's Commissioner Gordon finally did something. <laughs> he, there was a switch that had been flipped and was freezing everybody, and he unflipped the switch. He staggered across that set, and he unflipped the switch, and everybody was like, ah, oh, my lungs have unfrozen. That's good stuff. That is good stuff. <laughs> Incredible police work. And she obviously gets into the Batcave mm-hmm. um, because her uncle let her in or whatever's happening there. And she she's got a, a her own Batgirl costume and all mm. of that, and she and she comes out and one of the first things she says when she meets Batman and Robin is Bruce, it's me. <laughs> like that's a is that that's a joke? I assume. Like what is that? Like is it? But it's said so earnestly. I oh, don't you know. mean because it looks exactly like Alicia Silverstone? Yeah, like, she's got the mask. Obviously, on, the small right? mask on. Yeah. But I guess also this is like a universe where you don't recognize people who have just got little domino masks on, right? Correct. Yes. But just wild. And then George Clooney says something like. Batgirl, that's not very PC. What about what about Bat person? And I booed Mason. I said boo, <laughs> boo George Clooney. <laughs> just just awful. So do you know about the stories at the time of the body shaming in relation to Alicia Silverstone? I have a vague recollection of that. Yeah, this went absolutely wild through the press. Which, by the way, nobody's talking about George Clooney and being like, "Well, he's not very muscular as a Batman." Boy, he's bobbling his head a lot, like a big <laughs> bobblehead man. There's some scenes. There's a there's a scene where Pamela Isley, uh, uh, Poison Ivy, confronts him at some sort of press event. Yeah, and he's wearing a big double-breasted suit, and he looks like a weedy little man. He's not a big guy. Uh, from somebody. Alleged- He's six foot tall. I looked it up. He's absolutely not six foot. Mm, yeah, yeah. He's not six foot tall because I know somebody who's seen him in real life. Yeah, right. And was like, no, he looks like a little bobblehead man. Interesting. Like he's got an, an enormous, like man-sized head. Right. On like, a, on like a little body. That's often the way with with Hollywood stars, yeah. I believe. It presents but, really well. On but Uma camera. Thurman, I looked up also, is listed as five eleven and three quarters or something like that. So okay. she's she's six foot if she's a day. <laughs> yeah. uh, because I'm sure they work backwards. They work in reverse for for, for female stars. I absolutely. Imagine. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the, clearly they were like. We've got to make her look teeny tiny and George Clooney look real big. <laughs> Doesn't work, didn't work. No, absolutely not, yeah. But uh, so, yeah, all these stories came out at the time that, you know, she wasn't fitting into the costume properly. And This is Alicia Silverstone. Alicia Silverstone. And one of the press articles from the time from EW Entertainment Weekly was that she looked more like Babe the pig than a babe. Brutal. I know, right? And apparently. And she looks incredible. That's I don't know thing. what, like, how could you look at that person and go, hideous? Also, if was she, this was this like Paris how, Hilton? How small do you want the costume right. to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely. Was this the era of like your Paris Hilton? This it was is pre just that. pre that. Okay, yeah. but this would have been that era of like probably like American like Pie, a Kate Moss like, heroin yeah, sheet kind right, of right, right, right. Uh, situation. Yeah. So remember, uh, like it was like, well, look, one of the Spice Girls is really fat, and it's like, wh- which, which one? one? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like every because that that was the era where like female stars had to be dangerously thin. Ally McBeal, you know, mm. and a lot of these stars have since you know opened up about this 
how like they were basically starving the entire time, yeah. you know, for years on end. Lara Flynn Boyle? Yeah, absolutely. Right yeah. Thin. This is a true story as well. A storyboard artist on this film even drew her being cinched into a corset, which was a rumor that like they had to, you know, like right. like just really wrap her up in this suit and then put it up on the wall. And this person nearly got fired for it, but then didn't because he didn't sign his name to it. So they're oh. like, oh, we can't exactly. He reversed okay. Bob Kingdom. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't invent this. But yeah, but also, again, like the idea that they would be shaming her, but also these two men in these obviously fake muscle suits get a pass. Ridiculous. Nobody had that physique then. No. Ridiculous. Well, nobody who was doing these movies. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But to his credit, Joel Schumacher came out swinging in her defense and was just like, what is, what is this? Why are you, why are you doing this? Because mm. by all accounts, you know, everybody seemed to like him and he made the movie that the studio asked him to make. We'll talk about it more. Look, I think the only good George Clooney stuff in this, and it's not even that good, okay. is his relationship with Alfred. Is Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of mother Or... Sales. I definitely prefer... Don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, Nix, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weeklyplanet, 
all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weeklyplanet. Shopify.com slash weeklyplanet. Cha-ching sound effect. You've probably heard this or maybe you've even experienced it. A business gets to a certain size and then the cracks start to emerge. Things that used to take like a day and now taking a week. There's too many manual processes just grinding away and you don't have that one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025, 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and a whole lot more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. 1. Because your business is one of a kind, so you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. NetSuite allows you to have the power of all the information in one place to help you make more effective decisions as quickly as possible so you can keep moving, keep building, keep growing, or have more time off, whatever it is that you're looking to do. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com weeklyplanet. That's netsuite.com weeklyplanet to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com weeklyplanet sort of explored and that dynamic mm. of why do you have a 90 year old butler who's dying working mm. for you why did the doorbell ring and rather than you going like 20 feet to your right and opening the door did you go alfred <laughs> open the door alfred where are, where are you at times ticking alfred what's that story about like alfred's brother as well oh wilfred pennyworth who's also a butler he's also a well he's a he's a golden age character yeah, he he is. Ex- yeah, yeah. i mean in in the you know in the loosest possible sense yeah uh but yeah that never went anywhere did it and also alfred's like i'm putting all this i've got this information i'm putting it on a cd and i've got a when i die because i'm gonna, that's going to happen real soon i'm going to need you to don't look at this uh um <laughs> Uh, Barbara, don't look. Don't look at what's on what's on here. Just send it to Wilfred, and then she. First of all, while he's dying in the other room, she is just like at his computer, like trying to crack his password, <laughs> where he's like, you know, succumbing to this disease. Yeah, uh, against his wishes, she's cracking this password. But he knew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but then, but she, he, but he wanted her to get into the Batcave and all of that. Yeah, right? Yeah, but then she opens the. She she cracks. Just the, be like, just go to the Batcave, right? She cracks. I made you soon. Yeah. <laughs> she she hacks this CD by putting a name in. Yep. First, I also I hate those scenes <laughs> where it's so where somebody look. I gotta crack this guy's password, and they look around the room and go, "Oh, air conditioner. There's an air conditioner in this room. It must be an air conditioner. Yeah, or whatever." And it's like nobody. It's just random. That's right. Yeah. Also, I'm saying this because all my passwords are air conditioner. <laughs> <laughs> Getting throwing people off the scent. Lowercase. That's right. But then she she cracks. She hacks through this. Uh, she hacks the firewall, yep. James. And then it's just like it looks like all the all Batman's technology. It's like a bunch of blueprints for all the Batcave stuff, like all the Batmobile and what all. What if the... she did send it to? Yeah. What, what... What, is he selling it? 
Well, was the idea to get him to come and work at the Batcave? Oh, maybe Wilfred's got his own superhero on the other side of the world. Yeah, yeah. Who who just is constantly being brutalised by criminals (laughs) because he doesn't have any cool gadgets. Like this Batman, he's useless at being a vigilante. Yeah. But, you know, if you had all the toys and the grappling hooks and the what have you. (laughs) And it's also got an MP4 of the the opening title sequence. Boy, does it, yeah. It's like, oh, the Batman logo and the Robin logo in there. But they go in there and Alfred's a computer now. And he goes, hello, mm. I'm Max Headroom, sort That's of. That's right. I mean, I like the idea of like a digital AI Alfred, which I'm sure they've done multiple times since in like the comics. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the Jarvis Tony yeah, Stark right, right, situation. Right. Uh-huh. I, I like that idea. And Michael Goff is always great. But look, yeah, just that the moment where Bruce Wayne has an honest chat with him mm-hmm. as Alfred's probably dying, mm-hmm. like they have more chemistry and more of a relationship between say him and Al McPherson, sure. who's in this movie for some reason. James, I've written here... This is a question for you. Is Elle McPherson an upgrade or a downgrade from Nicole Kidman? Downgrade, Mason. Wow. Yeah. I didn't think you'd fall for that. <laughs> I thought you'd say they're both beautiful Australian roses and, and I couldn't make a choice. I just meant in terms of like a compelling actor. Yeah, That's right, what I, I meant, Mason. Okay, all right. I, I don't judge people on how beautiful they are. That's you. I know. <laughs> Worked out pretty well so far. Seems to have, yeah. Also, there's a lot of diamond disinformation in this movie. Oh, yes. Go Mason, on. do you mind if we have a little sidebar here, a little section called diamond disinformation? I love it. Here Sounds we go. Good. So first of all, if Mr. Freeze wanted to get diamonds to power his suits and lasers, whatever, mm-hmm. just break into De Beers, who have sure. been hoarding diamonds for well over 100 years and still hold over 27% of the world's diamonds in order to jack up the price of diamonds because diamonds are actually quite plentiful. I don't know if you That's know this, right. everybody. I did know that. That's yeah. right. But they they uh, they had a big stockpile and they're like, what if we uh, start a little marketing campaign that suggests they're rare and beautiful and you simply must get one as, a, as an engagement ring. Yep. Example. Big scam. Makes you think, doesn't it? It really does, Mason. Uh, also, side note that is unrelated to De Beers, if you can afford like a giant rocket tank car... Yeah. Could probably just buy some diamonds, I reckon. <laughs> you probably could, couldn't you? Yeah. Okay, so diamonds cannot generate electricity. Mm. So that, there's a bit of diamond disinformation. I think quartz can. You should have a quartz powered suit. That's not very. I mean, you could get quartz anywhere, couldn't you? That's right. It wouldn't be very exciting as a movie. Mm. You'd crack open a bunch of digital watches. <laughs> you could. But here's something interesting a team of uh, physicists and chemists from the University of Bristol have actually grown a man-made diamond that when placed in a radioactive field is able to generate a small electrical current. So, you know, if, he was, going for, if he was going for that, I'd be like, well, that's actually scientifically accurate. I don't know why I was mad about this particular aspect of the story. I think it's because there's just so many things going on and it's all nonsense. My brain is like, which part of this do I even focus on? Mm. You know, and I guess, I don't know, it's dumb that he needs diamonds to power his suit. Why would he? Why would he need that in particular? Mm. Because he can hold the big diamond and That's go, right. ice to meet you or whatever. He should be scurrying around like behind people's houses like a squirrel just attacking their air conditioning units with a screwdriver <laughs> and drinking the contents. <laughs> That's what this movie should have been about. Absolutely. So, uh, and that's fa- more relatable to us. I don't own any diamonds, no, but I have an air conditioner. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so famously, Joel Schumacher has actually apologised to fans, well, multiple times, but specifically also on the making of on the DVD. Oh, that's the worst place to put it, I think. Here it is, though, if you want to see it. The thing is, though, I don't think he needs to apologise for this. This is not his fault. This is studio interference. They said make the worst thing that you can with a bunch of toys in it. He was even known to shout on set, 
this is a comic book, just shout it and whatever, who cares? And, you know... That <laughs> does sound like his fault, actually. <laughs> but if you look at the movies, he's actually... He could have said, act better, <laughs> build better sets, do better choreography, let's not use weird CGI models of the three heroes and have them do weird leaps and such. <laughs> Absolutely. But he didn't yell any of those things, did he, James? No, he didn't yell any of that. But if you look at, like, his filmography... There's a lot of really good stuff on there. The movie Falling Down, which is about a hero who's had enough. That's what that movie's about, isn't it? That's absolutely he right. He did the movie Phone Booth. Mm, he did the movie about a phone booth that's just had enough. <laughs> he did the movie The Phantom of the Opera with Jerry Butler. Wow. Yeah. He did Tigerland. You ever seen Tigerland? Yeah, it had it's Colin Farrell it's in it. Great movie. movie. So you know, I think he is a really good director, but he's just kind of been. People only seem to really remember him for this, despite you know, a number of other good things he's been in. And speaking of... Well, maybe if they made some Tigerland toys. Sure. Colin Farrell would have... He could have been a Batman. You push a button on his back and he turns into a tiger? I don't want to go to Vietnam. Too bad. <laughs> you've got tiger powers. So you've been drafted, idiot. <laughs> uh, so George Clooney, apparently it's been said, this is the Hollywood rumour, that he will refund you if you mention to him in person that you saw Batman and Robin. Mm. And he did take this as a career move because if you look at, like... Michael Keaton, mm-hmm. look at Val Kilmer. It didn't hurt them, That's I true. feel. I would even say, though, I don't think it hurt him that much either because as a result of getting this, he was already kind of getting more movie roles and he was known as a movie star. He'd already kind of transitioned or was very much in the process of becoming like a television guy to like a leading like a leading movie man. That's you right, know? he left Ur behind. What, what? what? Oh, Ur? Yeah, the TV series Ur. <laughs> he did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, it was about a man who who uh, who erred on the side of caution. That's right, and he took a long time to think of <laughs> what what he, what he needed to say. Much like us. Apparently, though, he still keeps a poster of the film in his home office as a warning to himself. Anyway, it's time for green trivia slash. That guy shouts Rodney here. Now it it's is. called green trivia, James, because of course poison ivy is quite green. Is yeah, that, that's right. That's correct. No, no, it's it's it was in the Green Lantern episode. Oh, sorry, I was just trying to help. Don't do that. Wow. This is a lesson about us working as a team. Yeah. I think. Don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. Uh, So John Glover appears in this as Jason Woodrue. That's right. He was also, of course, Lionel Luther in Smallville, the Riddler in Batman the Animated Series, and Mr. Savannah in Shazam. Mr. Savannah. Yeah. It, oh, because he's okay. Because he's Doctor Savannah's dad. Okay. He probably has a All name. Right. I thought you misspoke. No, I would never. Okay. You didn't pick me up on Shazam, though. No, never no, mind. That's fine. No, I expect that kind of guff from you normally. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> so we talked about. Uh, anyway, he's great. I like. Yeah, I, like I agree. Guy. Yeah. I like John Glover. So we talked about how you know Val Kilmer didn't want to return after that after the last one he did, and neither did Joel Schumacher want him. So a few of the names that went up was William Baldwin again. Okay. And also David Duchovny. Oh yeah, okay. I can see that. I know about the. I know. I remember the time people being like, "That nose doesn't work in the cowl." Ah, I don't yeah, think okay. that's strictly true. Mm. You know, if they can, if they can squeeze a big jiggly butt into a pair of rubber pants, <laughs> that's right. you can do something with David the <laughs> yeah, comedy. That's right. Yeah. So Arnold Schwarzenegger got twenty five million dollars for this movie and top billing. He does have top billing? That's yep. right. He smoked white Cuban cigars, so he got regular Cuban cigars and got them painted white so he could just smoke on set. Yes. And apparently he was contracted to only work 12 hours a day, and that includes the makeup process, and had handlers feeding and massaging his hands 
in the makeup chair. This is still like peak Arnold Power. You oh, know? absolutely, yeah. yeah. If anyone had dared to challenge the logic of Mr. Freeze smoking what were clearly regular cigars, heat-producing cigars, <laughs> yeah. they would have gotten a piece of his mind, I would imagine. No, yeah. I, that didn't even occur to me. So a new form of light foam rubber was used to make the superhero costumes, and this helped the costumes weigh less than any other Batman film. But as a result of that, they often ripped out and tore very easily, and they actually needed to be replaced or repaired quickly from the like 100 plus costumes which were harvested or uh, or built for this and you know there was a very real possibility oh, yeah, no, listen no. no there was a very real possibility this is your worst one yet there was the very real possibility you that really had to shoehorn listen that in to there. me Mason right, you're not on. listening to I'm me listening. there was a very real possibility that when the skin was exposed because of the cold sets they would turn blue anyways in an interview uh, with Bells, with the Belson Star in disgraceful. Texas disgraceful disgraceful <laughs> Coolio who's in this movie mm-hmm Said that the reason he agreed to... Oh, Coolio. Yeah. Said the reason that he agreed to do this cameo was because Joel Schumacher promised that he'd get to play the Scarecrow in the next film. So apparently he's Jonathan Crane in this. Oh, yeah. Right Alicia Silverstone's costume was later repainted and used for Barbara Gordon's Batsuit in Birds of Prey. Ah. Something we have talked about before. That's right. Bad show. I agree. One of the worst. And Kevin Feige, the president of Marvel Studios, has called Batman and Robin the most important comic book movie ever made because its catastrophic failure forced major comic book companies and their film studios to rethink how they presented comic book-based media. And that is certainly true. And it's true. Because the box office for this, despite having a budget between $125 and $160 million, <laughs> bit of a gap there, isn't there? It really is. Which one is it? A lot of costumes, a lot of Hot Wheels, I That's imagine. That's right. Uh, the box office return on this, though, was only... $238 million worldwide, which was well behind the previous three. It actually came in behind Titanic, The Lost World, Men in Black, Tomorrow Never Dies, Air Force One, As Good As It Gets, Liar, Liar, My Best Friend's Wedding, The Fifth Element, The Full Monty, Bean, Hercules, and Face Off. Number 14 that year. Wow. Yeah, not good. Mm-hmm. But of course there was going to be a sequel because people thought this would do well. And this was Batman Triumphant? Uh, there was Batman Unchained as well. Okay, There's right. a few names out there. Also, I don't recall Batman ever being chained, quite frankly. That's ridiculous. I agree. Mm. We talked about this last week also, but this one should have really been called Batman Forever. It's the fourth one. Mm, that's right. I didn't even realise that, Mason. Uh-huh. And neither did anybody who worked on these, obviously. <laughs> so, yeah, one of the ideas was Harley Quinn, who was going to play the Joker's daughter, and Scarecrow were going to appear, and hallucinations that the Scarecrow would make people have would meant that former villains would appear, including Jack Nicholson's Joker, mm. just casually slip him $30 million to That's appear right. in one of these again. There was also a Nightwing spin-off sequel that was going to be in the works. And Joel Schumacher apparently had several meetings with Warner Brothers trying to convince them to let him make another Batman movie. He wanted to make it darker, that Batman Year One movie that we talked about last That's week. Right. And he wanted to cast Kurt Russell as a young Commissioner Gordon. But Warner Brothers decided not to rehire him and, of course... It went into uh, went through a number of handlers, including Darren Aronofsky was going to do it right. at one point. Uh, but yeah, the next one was Batman Begins, which, despite being only eight years later, it feels like there's like it's like hundred years, hundred years between yeah, oh those god. movies. Oh my god! Oh my god! Anyways, just I mean, I know people talk about you know how mm. bad it is. Yeah, it's because it is. It's very bad. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's boring though. I would say it is boring. It's kind of boring. I'd say it's kind of boring in parts, actually, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. Mm. Well, I wouldn't say it's very boring. How about that? I also wouldn't say it's very boring. (laughs) So when they do the new 4K release, 
Put that on the poster. <laughs> Absolutely. We wouldn't say it's very boring mm-hmm. the whole time. Definitely. It's just very boring some of the time. Agreed. And Bane wears his little hat. <laughs> and that's not boring. That's fun. Yeah. Anyways, if you want to see these early, because these aren't boring, I feel. That's right. I mean, I'm biased, obviously. <laughs> uh, you can actually head over to bigsandwich.co where Ben and Lawrence, they get the edit done and it always goes up there early, including next week's episode. Here's a hint. What is it? I think we're doing Back to the Fast and Furious universe. Back to the Fast and Furious? <laughs> universe. What would that be like? Marty. It's all about family, Marty. Marty. Vin Diesel, he sucks, I think. <laughs> It's not a. <laughs> apparently, he's intolerable. Just a completely insufferable. I've heard that. Yeah. Maniac. Apparently, in the new one, like, there's almost no scenes with Don oh, with anybody mean, other than Michelle Rodriguez. I've heard that he doesn't like any of them. Well, that's so. what I like, though. I like that too. Yeah. Yeah. Just weird green screened movies where nobody's mm. in the same room. Mm-hmm. But in addition, if you head over to Big Sandwich, there's bonus movie commentaries. There's bonus podcasts. We do video game Let's Plays there, don't That's we That's right. That's a new thing. That's a new thing. But also an old thing because we used to do it. Yeah, now it's on there and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also our podcast, The Weekly Planet, where we talk movies and comics and TV shows. That actually comes out there Monday. Do you mean that- Sunday? Sunday <laughs> as opposed to Monday. Love it. What do you think about George Clooney returning as Batman? Just in something. If they, get, if they improve the hair. Yeah. Look, I've, we've all heard rumours. Sure. Do you think if they did bring him in for like a little gag or something like that, yeah. do you think we'll see the hair and will it just be his regular hair? I think it'll be under the cowl. Yeah, it'll be under the cowl. Or maybe, yeah. no, because you'd have to, because he, he's not very distinct in the cowl, is well, he? Well, nobody is, really. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. yeah. I think there's a fair chance that they're going to trap Ezra Miller in the George Clooney Batman universe <laughs> yep. at the end of those movies. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks, everyone. Grab that gem, you guys. We'll see you next week. Oh, also, uh, Mr. Freeze, he says, grab grab the gems or something. Wow. You take, get the gems, Get the gems, get I think the he gems, says. He that's says. the thing that I say. That's great stuff. And I, just to be clear, I didn't steal, because I haven't seen this movie till now, so I yeah. didn't steal that. Yeah, it's your favourite movie. Mm. All right, goodbye. I did steal these cigars, though. <laughs> goodbye.